Good evening from Los Angeles, everybody. I am Holiday Kirk. Welcome to the New Metal Agenda. With me today are my co-hosts, Wolf. Hello. Karan. Greetings and salutations. Joining us. Whoa. Whoa. Big guest. Big celebrity type. This is insane. This is intense for me. It's intense for my co-hosts. I'm telling you. In the building. Health. Specifically, we got John in the building. Not even going to attempt the last name. Just sorry. That's cool, man. What's up, dudes? Uh, how's my volume? Do I sound all right? Sounding good. Sorry. my uh, Normally, I sound pretty good, but uh, my studio is it got flooded, so we're a little touch and go here, but I at least got my mic going. Not a problem. Do, do you go by John or Johnny? Nowadays, I'm going by Johnny a lot. I always want to be Johnny, and I'm like, oh, I missed my window. It's like, no, you can be Johnny now. You so, decided you- to be cool, John. Yeah, I, I like Johnny. I've always wanted to be a Johnny. Now I'm a Johnny. We got some serious business to attend to, folks. Johnny's here for a mission. We're addressing the elephant in the room. The new metal allegations can help beat the new metal allegations. And I got to say, you guys got an uphill battle, the likes of which we have never seen upon this show. I mean, where do we even start? I mean, personally, for my, I think this is an open and shut case. I mean, I think we'd beat this shit. I mean, what do, I mean, what are the allegations? I mean, to me, this is, this is absurd. The only thing, you know, the only connection we have, we have two, I think, bona fide new metal connections. Hold up. Let's open this correctly. John, Johnny, is health a new metal band? No, absolutely not. All right. That's a preposterous notion. This is ne- we have never interviewed a band that's on the poster. You're on the poster. Oh, we're talking about Sick New World. So he's on the Sick New World poster. You know, I don't know what to tell you if you're on the same list of names as Papa Roach and Corn yeah, and... you know, I gotta say though, you know, Sick New World. If you if you look closely, this is very interessante. They got these, you know, big headliners. They got obviously a lot of classic new metal bands and stuff that'd be kind of related. But like, they've got like really classic goth and bands. They got these industrial and you know, industrial and new metal had a lot of crossover in that time too. Orgy was basically considered new metal band, even though they were basically an industrial band. And then you've got like hyperpop. You've got this new stuff, and like it's really well booked. You know, it, and it all and it all bizarrely makes sense. Exactly. You kind of. You kind of fucked yourself. It does all make sense because it's all new metal. <laughs> yeah, that you works. Have, you guys have a very, uh, very uh, broad definition of new metal. We are yeah. creating a space where all of these bands can exist as one cold cave new metal. See how easy that was? Just pow. It's like yeah. nothing to me. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? Y'all got corn on the track. Corn remix. Oh, my God. You know, congrats on that. It's spectacular. I think Thanks. it's a really, really good remix. Do you want to just tell the people a little about how that came to be? Uh, it was a really random uh, request from my label because they uh, now have corn on the label. They're like, what if you guys did a remix? And we're like, okay, let's try it. And then we were sort of doing it. And then it went, it kept, it just took forever. We're trying to do it on tours, pain in the ass. We're like, what if Danny Brown was on there? We're like, cool. And they're like, what if this guy, Michi Dark, was on? like, all right, keep coming. And they're like, what if we had an R&B singer? I'm like, I think we had too many cooks in the kitchen. Let's just stop it at two rappers. And you, we stopped, went through- you stopped it at R&B singer? No, I was just like, there's just too many. Fuck, how like how long are these credits going to be? But then I didn't know where to put it. Like the, the song by that point was getting really long. We had we had a verse uh, by Jay Davis too that got cut last minute. There's so many I- incarnations of this fucking remix. It took like way too long. Uh, when are but, we going to get them all? Uh, no, that's it. I mean, th- that's the final version. You know, and it's good. Who was the R and B singer that got cut? Was it Miguel? I, I I forgot. It's not not anyone you know. Montel Jordan. Montel Jordan. <laughs> damn. Damn. Well, you got the corn remix and you got the Chino collab. Ding, ding. Yes. Now, yeah. and I get, I get what you can say. Like, if you want to really make an argument, so we have where you say, let's say, let's say new metal, a lot of people would call it rap rock. We, in songs of ours, where we have, you know, very hip hop influence, it's sort of the inverse. It's like rock, rap. And like, there's no rapping, obviously, but like, you know, it's more the, the sonics of hip hop that came later, you know, where we have 808s and stuff like that in the beat, but it's not like, the sound of a live band playing like a halftime beat with heavy, like, you know, down to guitars, that kind of thing. Well, now let's talk about now. Let's, Fuck let's, man, we haven't we haven't down to guitar until like this album we're on right now. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. I really do. And we're but not going to go that low. We're going to go C sharp. Keep it classy. That's like Black Sabbath, you know, that's like one of the top three new metal tunings. You're hurting your. I mean, is it, oh, is it, buddy, isn't corn like drop a. Corn is, but Linkin Park does uh, drop C sharp tuning. And and I know that a prominent publication and a very positive write up of yours compared you to Linkin Park already. Mm -hmm. 
So this is not this is not going your way so far. Okay. Well, I'll tell you one thing. We haven't had dancing guitars ever on any health album until this one. The lowest we've ever gone is D, and it's like two songs. So ready for this. Which you, is total, it, that's total nineties scale zone. Does not that is not a new metal tune. Mm-hmm. Listen, you can't see it, but I'm doing the Birdman hand rub. I'm ready. I can for see it on video. You know. Now let's yeah, we can but, all see it. Kirk. Hold on, hold. No, I know you. But I'm is, saying is listen. Under your guys' definition is Lil Wayne new metal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were all we're like, we're like duh. Yeah. Have you heard? Re- the, okay, okay. Who? Yeah, you fuck. You you fuck now. Who was his band in the prom queen video? I don't know. Who I'm gonna give band? you a goddamn hint. You just remixed one of their songs. Was that Corn? Was it? Boom. Corn really? plays their band in the music video for Prom Queen. Wow. Okay. Game set match. Thanks so much for joining us. Health New Metal confirmed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, now listen, I want to give the devil his due and I want to talk about something that makes it hard. Something, something that would, would, you know, you could use this to argue that health aren't new metal. You don't make new metal music. Yes. That's a, that's a toughie. Not going to lie. That is a tricky one to overcome. The fact that you don't actually make new metal music, you know, we've had some we've had some game sessions, we've done some meetings, sent some emails, and uh, that's the tricky one right there. Definitely, um, I you know one of my second concerts I ever went to, I went to uh, Ozfest two thousand one at the uh, Blockbuster Pavilion. So I saw pretty, I pretty much saw every heavy hitter of the era live because they all were on that bill. Just about was that the I year that show? Was that the year American Head Charge were there? I think playing at eleven in the morning. Uh, if they were, I don't know if I saw. I did go to that that side stage. I remember too. I picked up a cassette tape. This a long time ago. There was a cassette tape of this group that was promoting themselves as independent group, and they're called the Corporate Avenger. And it was like these like, like political rap. Avenger. Yeah, and I like, just I got nostalgic for the day. I'm like, man, I should look that up. Is that on Spotify? It's on Spotify, and I was cracking up. <laughs> so that would I mean, there was a band I saw on the side stage. You were there. They had two keyboard players in like full makeup. They're going like crazy the whole time just like constant noise i Bro, forgot american head charge that's american head charge that's american yes. head charge. Okay, I, I saw them i was there i was there i got so sunburned that day have you ever listened to american head charge no oh my god this is going to be the game changer for health man and you know you i gotta to... be honest you know i was i was there and i was um wasn't it most of the bands i wasn't a huge fan of you know I really, honest to God, I won't linger on it because these guys already know that if I get started on this, this is going to be the whole episode. But I really do think you guys would like American Head Charge. I'll check it out. I mean, uh, you know, I, I say everything has a sort of every music, no matter what it is, like 10 years later, it becomes very profound. So I would be super interested. You know, like I've been I, I went back and I was listening to a lot of stuff at the time, like a lot of bands that I wasn't like listening to at the time. It's like all these uh, albums were like super produced. They had Ross Robinson. They had these bridges, really, really well-written songs. You know, they just, it's everything's so different when you look back. I don't remember which philosopher said this, but someone, I, I know there's a good quote out there that I think about a lot, which is that time lays a veil of poetry over all. But the thing about new metal that I think is so special is uh, that didn't happen. 10 years went by and new metal was like a bigger joke in 2010 than it was in 2000 in 2000 and in 2011 2012 2013 2014 i think think it was about like the new soundcloud rappers were coming out and they're like this shit's tight but even then it was like that was like emo referencing and and we and they got the nostalgia treatment new metal didn't and it still doesn't happen if you leave like the bubble i've created people are still like oh these bands suck uh i thought mostly it was like people said there's been a huge resurgence Sort of like it does seem now, I think for the current generation, for Gen Z and stuff, they do seem like to be occupying much more of like a classic rock space. And people are like really excited with the look because the time of like looking back, it's weird. It was weird at the time. I was like, this is ridiculous. You know, like at the time I was like, this is really, really very, very odd. Like, but I think all- that but I think that's the energy that captivates people is that rock music, at least from a popular that, that tries to compete in a popular sense is not weird. It's yeah, like, I mean, that is actually the last time I think like pop punk was big after it. But like that was the last time heavy music was in the mainstream. So if I could go back in time to myself. I would be like, hey, kid, lighten up, Enjoy lighten this. up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, just take the moment in because when it's gone, it's gone forever. Definitely. Have you, have you guys always had an appreciation of new metal or maybe you still don't even you're here to beat the rap. So maybe you're actually just going to be like, I don't like this shit. Well, you know, it's it's very complicated because there's certain bands I liked and certain bands that did it. But as a kid, you know, coming out of it, it, it was also a weird time where it was like the I don't know if you want to call them gate like the sort of metal intelligentsia was like this is trash and every every single article is like this is dog shit. 
and I was like reading all those magazines too. So, and you know, everyone be wearing shirts like death to false metals. Like it, even when it was huge, this sort of, what do you call it, the informed opinion was that it was terrible. So it, it was interesting. Yeah. And I think that when I do my research and I, I read a lot of back issues of spin and also Kerrang is mm-hmm. you can see these magazines take real effort, put it real effort into making new metal into a respectable scene. Like I have an issue of Kerrang or it could have been spin. I think it was actually Spin Magazine where they were doing their albums of the year uh, roundup for 2001 and they put Iowa ahead of Is This It by The Strokes. And that's like the ultimate to me, like sliding doors moment where it's like, what if we had taken that route instead where that's how that was remembered, (laughs) where people were like the best album of that year, Iowa. And then, you know, there was some other stuff. Well, it's funny because I went. You know, uh, I think OzFest 01 was my second concert and I went to Coachella 02 like the next year. So I saw Slipknot and The Strokes within like, I don't know, eight months of each other, which is pretty Oh funny. my God. The best show ever is, I think it's Pink Pop and I think it's Pink Pop 2000 where you had Radiohead and Limp Bizkit. Oh, like at a festival? Bing bong. Uh, same also- stage. Same stage. I think right next to each other. You know, for the greater New York, this is so this is really uh, our second album. It was like, hey, you guys went number one on college radio. And we're like, oh, it's great. It's a big deal. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, it's all fake. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, it, this is totally fake, fake game that. It's like, you know, it's actually number one. And it has been for the past three years. We're like, who? Who the fuck's number one? They're like, Limp Bizkit. We're like, still? It was 2009. Yes. So, no, and that's, yeah, and that's also the thing, too. Like, when there was a, reform, a reformation, Reading leads, like, shows are fucking massive, you know? So well, it's, in, you know, in Russia. Uh, I, I, that, was, a- that was the thing, too. The first time we ever played Russia... The girl there, uh, she was like, oh, my God, Limp Bizkit came here. It was the craziest thing in the world. It was like the biggest fucking show in, ever. You know, it was fucking insane. Yeah, they were. Uh, we definitely have a quote somewhere on the server where Fred's talking about in like 2010 or 2011. Like, we can't even tour America anymore. Like, people don't want to see this, but we can tour Russia and sell everything out. So. Yeah, I mean, I saw the Limp Bizkit reunion at Reading and Leeds. Uh, we played the same one and that was a massive show. I mean, everyone's singing along. These songs are fucking hits. That's not like when was this? <laughs> when was this? That was actually a long time ago. Shit, that was Jesus Christ. When was that? When was the first Limbisca reunion? Was that like ten years ago? Guys, do you know if they played in support of uh, the EP, the Unquestionable Truth? I feel like no. So he must be talking about like Gold so, Cobra era. Weird story is when I first worked at Guitar Center. I worked at Guitar Center in the mid two thousands, and so did Jake. That's where we met. And uh, uh, Fred Durst came in. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's Fred Durst. That's Fred Durst. And this girl's like, that guy's side was so hot. She's like, that's not Fred Durst. He's wearing a black hat. And it was just him dressed the exact same, but instead of the hat, instead of being red, was black. And then no it's one, like, people it's like recognize when, him. It's like when Superman puts the glasses on and becomes Clark Kent. Definitely. And then he was he was super nice. I sold him Metal Zone and uh, and he handed me his credit card and it said Fred Durst. And I was like, it is Fred Durst. <laughs> Were you working at Guitar Center when uh, Limp Bizkit had that contest? To have their new guitarist. This is right before yes. whatever album had Eat You Alive on it. Yeah, I think so. I do remember that where they had to, they were like, put, your, put your money where your guitar is or something. Put your, yeah, like uh, I, I do remember that. So, oh, two. I actually uh, met West Borland for the first time recently. He was a really nice, dude. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Fuck yeah. We got Health X West Borland on the horizon. Yo, uh, intern, can you tweet that? Health West Borland confirmed. Can I tweet that? Tweet that. It's going up now. <laughs> awesome. Super excited to be breaking that. <laughs> Let me screenshot this real quick and it's on its way. Okay, Johnny, let's ask this one. Let, I'm, I'm going to work to triangulate this. Is Poppy new metal? Uh, see, I think Poppy was intentionally actually trying to do kind of like a sort of new metal revival thing. So I think, uh, we, you know, with that one album, obviously she changes genres album to album. So is Poppy new metal? I think you'd have to say like, that would be, why would you call it new metal revival? I think you got to cap the actual moment it's you know from certain year to certain year and then obviously the bands from that era they continue it's still the metal but like it's sort of a moment in time okay well, anything if, else you'd have to call it like revival or like second wave or something like that you know some sort of caveat i, I would think you know I like obviously wave. there's no rules to this shit i like wave i could do wave like fourth wave so I, that's hate a yes. the, I, I don't like rev- yeah is that a yes i think <laughs> i i think poppy's the the album in question is yes i'd say like you know you guys have a very loose term so under your guys jurisdiction sure dude's on the stand the dude guy's on the stand he's like he's like i cannot quite at this time make a statement to the regard of an artist you know where was i fingerprints are on the gun man just just say it but yeah that's that's fair yeah and now she's gonna hit you up what the fuck (laughs) they were playing hard i just i just wanted them to shut up okay i'm sorry 
Or Poppy, uh, before the world ended, she was supposed to tour with Deftones. So Poppy is new metal. Well, I mean, then Deftones, I can't wait to ask Chino. Chino's this guy's, like, you guys have like a, a McCarthy, like, um, are you a com, you know, have you ever known or been a member of the Comics <laughs> Party? It's like any degree. It's like, oh, well, you are clearly. Oh, well, I mean, oh, well, uh, you were associating. What can I say? I don't know what to say. No, what I'm always trying to tell people is like, I, I want to create this world in which all of these things can exist, like at the same time. I think I always surprise you create people. like a sick new world. Oh, <laughs> do you have tickets, by the way? I had to buy one. Can you believe it? Can you believe? Yeah, it? they actually. They, you should have. Been, you should have your name on the fucking. Uh, the fucking oh, yeah. poster. <laughs> yeah, or something. You know, like they have the sponsors. Like, like Rucking Fountain was. I went to a film festival. Rucking Fountain was down there. It's like you guys should definitely be there. I was making conversation on Twitter on my personal account about it, about how it came about, and somebody who did not know who I am was like, "Well, you can tell that that a lot of this lineup came from the." cultural work that accounts like new metal moments put in mm-hmm. i'm like and i'm like yeah tell me about it you know i wouldn't be surprised if there was some intern there just like looking at your feed and be like you know what absolutely <laughs> That's a good oh, idea 100 <laughs> which is great which like is great but you know dm me guys please well actually here's what fucked me up right wow. i tweeted out the poster and my tweet of the poster did better numbers than deftones's post System of a Down's post, Limp Bizkit's post, and like almost every single band on that poster didn't do the numbers that I did. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm running promo for you guys over here. What? <laughs> yeah, they should. You should do like an influencer deal, you know, where they like you go to the fests, you know, you're taking photos, blah blah, you know. Come on. So I'll see. What, I mean, I'll see what I can do. But I wasn't going to take chances, so I did buy a ticket. But what I was saying was, is that, and I mean, actually, now that you mention it, Sick New World is like the greatest. It, it, the signal world is the realization of my vision, which is like new metal is just a world in which all these different bands can coexist at the same time where you can have Papa Roach and death grips right next to each other. Cause to me, what I think killed rock as a mainstream force was that after hip hop and rap impacted the pop universe, rock and roll, they started drawing these really firm lines around what rock is and what it isn't. So new metal was new metal was a cultural movement to compete with rap and hip hop on an innovative level whereas rock then split off in this other direction of just being like very conservative and what it is and what it is yeah there's truth to that but there's also there's also the thing that i felt that happened where it was like the arms race of heavy got so ridiculous that it was like getting harder and harder to make you know like the the really great heavy music the 2000s is like really underground it's completely bananas like they're like really hard to remember songs, just insanely obtuse. So like couldn't get that big. And it's one of the things that I adore so much about new metal was that even at their heaviest, they still were like, okay, we got to put the hook here. We got oh, no, the middle layer songs are on here. the radio. You can sing along. I mean, here's the thing: I, I do karaoke in my house a lot. Like we're doing a lot of these songs, you know. Yeah. And they're great. And like they're you really you're like these are well written tunes. Can someone who knows more about this Wolf? I know that this is probably your domain. Can can you help me out here? Iowa is the heaviest album to go top five right top 10 number one in the uk so well i mean pantera is far beyond driven oh right and that is like good one Ooh. the heaviest thing in the world you know wow that was yeah. number one too number one yeah i don't know if, i don't know if anything else obviously back then it's so crazy because like they're fucking selling records it's awesome you know it was and then it wasn't but mm-hmm. yeah that was a good one good one you got my ass on that one got me all right johnny it's nine inch nails new metal no yep nope they're not Absolutely great not. good work let's Let's that's what I'm talking about. We can draw some lines. Mm-hmm. My world is, you know, is that a trick more... question? Why? OK, well, well, hold on. How about this? How about this? We're not going to do this game for too long because I do feel like it's too easy to get on this. Just is it or isn't it? Blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. But how about this? So Nine Inch Nails, not new metal. What about the album with teeth? That is definitely not. You know what, though? But you said orgies industrial. So I don't know if we can trust you on this one. Because that was a bad. They, was, they, they, was they, a bad. But they were they were under the umbrella. Like Rita Ramshin is like an industrial, also or industrial metal band, if you want to say. And but they were part of the umbrella because they were part of the movement. But in terms of like so, you know. But here's what kills me, right? Why couldn't Orgy start making what the music that they were making, and we just expand new metal to encompass that? Actually, you know that probably wouldn't have been a problem at all. It just that uh, I think new metal at the time, the, the term it was just so reviled by like the sort of you know intelligentsia of heavy music or rock music or. Because like what what drives me insane is like Deftones make White Pony. You know, you can hear where it came from, but nothing really had been done like that on that scale at that point. Mm -hmm. But instead of just making the new metal tent bigger, all of the respectable people had to snatch it up and be like, "It's alternative metal. This is alternative metal. This is yeah, yeah. shoegaze." Like you know, 
if you took a survey of health fans, 92% of them are also huge Deftones fans. It's just like, just a certain generation of people, like everyone I know, obsessed with Deftones. But, you know, they were, and Deftones definitely, I would definitely consider them a new metal band, you know? But they're, you know, super cool and arty. You know, alternative, you know, a lot of great shit I love was considered alternative metal. You know, like White Zombie was considered alternative metal. Primus was considered alternative metal, just because, like, that's just where you put it. People would listen to it, you know? Well, I would prefer to call them proto new metal, but. Sure, whatever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was you're like you're like oh my god oh my god with this you, guy. Have, you have like a before christ after christ sort of thing with new metal and and corn that makes corn christ corn it would be christ yeah absolutely that, no so question. it's like it bk and ak i do remember uh I, when i uh, first heard corn i was just like whoa when it kicked in and then when i went to the second part i was like what <laughs> and i was like Bree! and i was like what the fuck what's the second part uh, what, like what song are we talking here? Do you We're know? Blind, you know, because he, because I remember like a kid had it. He's like, "Yo, check this out." And I was like, "Da da," and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "This is the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's so heavy." And then then when went to the verse and went to like the the clean car, I was like, "What the fuck was that?" I was just so confused. He's singing about what's in his mind, places yeah. he likes to hide. What's where? What happened to the money? So, yeah, it, it definitely definitely was like shocking at the time. You know? Do you have any more questionnaire, or is this uh, is this illegally binding? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm editing your Wikipedia page in real time. Okay, okay, amazing. The only problem is uh, actually, though, is if you that... can. So, um, I think put now, you know, as we like to be described, you can put R, you could put at R A Industrial Band from Los Angeles, and well, because almost all the new fans do not know our first records at all. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. Health Industrial confirmed. Fine with me. All right, let's go. Health Industrial confirmed, baby. I like it. I like it. I like it. You know. You, you take what you can get. And the thing is, is that, you know, they, they had us, you know what? They had us on the ropes. They were beating the new metal allegations. Chapile did not beat the new metal allegations. Chapile got their ass whooped by the new metal allegations. Yeah, but I yeah, think they, health beats the, I think health beats the rap. Well, they were, the, and Chapile were like, hey, we want people to know we're not new metal inspired. We're corn inspired. Only corn. No, no, no. I broke oh, them. You. I broke them down. Oh, nice. Nice. I shattered them. Destroyed them. They know better now. But you guys, on the other hand, can't do it. Can't do it. But you're, you know, the corn remix is new metal. Definitely. That is makes sense on, on your feet in terms of craziest moments of new metal history. Can't. Yeah, you can't. I do. I do love the account. There's so many stuff that I they see that like I saw at the time I totally forgot about. And I'm like, oh, man, I fucking totally remember this. You know, like what? Like uh, like the Creed. Uh, I know Creed's not new metal, but the Creed uh, thank, halftime show Thanksgiving one. Did you post it? I, I didn't post that. Oh. oh man, that thing's amazing. I know they're not. They're not. They're not new metal. But they always around voice game. Yes, it's fucking totally, it's totally. So right incredible. Answers, yeah, yeah, I love it. I'm trying to remember some of the other ones. Anyway, uh, there's all the kinds of stuff. I see. I see on the reg. We uh we reposted your shadow one. Which one? The shadow the hedgehog pick. Oh really? You did that one? That's a good one. I actually literally right before we got on this call, I did post your Lamb of God collaboration. Which see that um, to me, that's not even totally different genre. That's come on, you guys. You guys are just way too, way too permissive with this umbrella. Except, right. except now, like you guys need like a schism in your in your Catholic Church. Uh, you Johnny, know, can of, I interject here? As yeah. an extreme metal fan, as well as a new metal fan, Lamb mm-hmm. of God is about as new metal as death metal can get. Aren't they groove metal? I know. I don't know why we're splitting hairs there with these genres, but I wouldn't. Isn't Lamb of God groove metal? Uh, if you want to go back to when they were burned the priest all the way through, I'd say New American Gospel. They were pretty much southern fried death metal okay i mean closer to pantera than cannibal corpse but there there was more death metal than okay i mean it's the standard deviations of whatever <laughs> there's a lot of subgenres but yeah okay i think i am curious though just because of like i don't know man it, it was 2019 and i know that you can't take things you read too much to heart but as someone that totally grew up on the website was it impactful at all to get like a heavy pan from pitchfork it uh, well for me it was actually this great uh it was like this very freeing feeling of like you know everything we were doing with that album it's like we were changing our sound we we're sort of moving away and it was like because we used to just live and die you know the 2000s everything was pitchfork and it was like it's like you're know, like a fucking painter and like the new york times pans you it's like you're done so like if when i was like super young if i had gotten that review i'd have, like jumped out of fuck a window and it's like pitchfork is just not old gray mare ain't what she used to be like it's not even half the power you know just it just it's totally just different you know since Connie Nass and stuff so to get like the biggest shellacking I could have ever imagined in my life it was just like I was like oh, this is great which oh, album did they rip uh volume four and and we knew that that was like the whole time we're making volume four we're like 
man, they might tear our ass to pieces for this. Like, like you know, like this, you know, we felt like a lot of things were doing very risky. Like, you know, and so when we got that, I was like, it was to me, it's like a really like a confirmation. I was like, <laughs> also, it was just so extreme. I was like, 3.4. They didn't even give me a four for the floor. I mean, that's that's crazy. You know, it is. A, it is a good comparison, though, as like old gray mare, because like here you guys are still making it happen. Whereas in 2009, career ender. Oh, yeah. You just it would just be over. I mean, I remember uh, this is hilarious. Like our second album, you know, we were just the entire economy of the, of the underground band was just pitchwork back then. And it was like our first record got like a seven points, like eight or something or nine and got like a recommended. And that recommended just opened like hundreds of doors. It got booked on all these festivals all over Europe. And then our second record was just waiting. And it didn't even, they they jumped the gun. It came out like a week before the actual release date. And it wasn't the main review. And it was 7.4. And I just remember just being like so depressed. I was just like, it's over. <laughs> it's like, but also back then it was so crazy. Some guy was like, you get like a seven. The guy's like, dude, you got a seven? Damn, that's pretty good, man. They, they were yeah. Nice to you. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was the biggest pitchfork dork in history in like high school. And I still could probably just rattle off a lot of their scores just offhand. But oh, I mean, I was especially being in a band. We were just obsessed. Like, they got what? Who got this? Who got the best new? Oh, my God. What about, you know, just, oh, they're on the festival with you, too. Blah, blah. You know, I do miss it, though, because it's great, even though it's like, yes, it sucks to live and die by the sword of one person. Everyone's like, ah, oh, fuck critics. We hate critics. It's great to have critics. It's like it was great to go to like a music magazine and be like, Oh, what's something new I could check out? Everything now is just fucking wild west, chaotic freestyle right now. You know exactly. I I completely agree, especially as someone that doesn't watch YouTube stuff like YouTube critics. But oh wait, actually, I got to check. There is a picture. It's Fantano. Right. There's, he, there's Fantano. He, he has. Him, he, I'd say, and it's the same, basically same power level. I don't think it's like now times different. Like if he, well, I don't know if he gave you a not good. Uh, his fan base would probably never never check it out ever. But it's not, not the same like live or die thing, and he's not like super vindictive. But he is very much like the pitchwork of now. And he does highlight a lot of like really obtuse or really, really cool ass music, too. So anyway, but but moving on from volume four, I do appreciate. You know what? I do think they were ahead of the curve with the Linkin Park comparison. You know, it's actually fucking hilarious. We got that. People said that even before we even like really changed our sound, like before we've been doing way more like song based stuff. uh, People in this like noisy and be like, those guys sound like fucking Linkin Park. And it's like hilarious to me. And then later it'd be like, Kind of sounds like Lincoln Park. God, fuck it. damn. <laughs> yeah, now it's 2022, and it's just like, man, you guys sound like Lincoln Park. <laughs> that rules. And you're like, you're like, I don't know. You know the craziest thing. I'm sure you guys know this as you guys are experts at it. Hybrid theory still sells like 250 thousand copies a year, every year, and has for like the past like 20 years. No, I didn't know that. It's fucking nuts. It's it's the new metal black album. It really is, yeah. And it, and the only comparison that we have is like Metallica, Ride the Lightning, and the class, you know, the the Black Album. I think Black Album sounds even more, but they all sell over 250,000 a year. And I think Black Album sounds like, still sounds like half a million a year or like yeah, 300,000. Yeah. So Black like Album's that. been on the charts, like the top 200 since it came out. Yeah. It, it's doesn't like, have you know, that yet. And I it might still be true. Like, you know, the Dark Side of the Moon has like never left the charts. Legend, since by, Legend yeah. by Bob Marley is like that too. Yep. There's always a teenager who's going to be getting into it and be like, check this out. I'm like, oh, my God. That's a really cool point you just made. I would never I wouldn't have thought to put hybrid theory in that canon. It really is. Uh, and it's it, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think they were the last they might have been the last paradigm shifting rock band in terms of like mainstream success because they like wrote the rule book on what to do. And I don't think anyone's ever come along since and changed it. I'm trying to think. I mean, there was, you know, there was, and, and, and again, matter. and again, I mean, yeah. as a rock band that wants to sell. Imagine Dragons, maybe. But. They did the Lincoln Park method. They're 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 total descendants, like to a T. You know, well, like, like Imagine Dragons is like, you know, Imagine Dragons is very much. It's like uh, it works a lot like modern sort of pop writing works. It's just sort of in this sort of rock context. Yeah, that's, that, so, that's ex- but that's exactly what Linkin Park did. Yeah, I know, but like Linkin Park was not like doing sessions with songwriters. They weren't like in the regular sort of pop structure. They were like back then there was just a rock market. And they were making this like, you know, but they were rock music. but they were workshopping their songs in the same way. They've spoke about how they had songs where they would write 50 to 100 choruses and, and just throw them oh, out. Really? They're like, well, we can't. those are very effective songs. I mean, that's the thing, too. So funny enough, the um, the owner of our label, the Patriarch, he signed Lincoln Park and this like famous story told them he's like, get the fuck Jeff Blue. No, I don't know. I've, maybe he signed them. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Whatever. He's just says he told us this Lincoln Park story when we first showed the label. 
And he's like, they had they had out hybrid theory mostly done, and they came in, and he's like, yeah, man, you guys should just keep riding. And they're like, okay, and they came back with all the hits, <laughs> like they run along that stretch. So it's like, <laughs> it, it just it, it's like I made the suggestion that made all the hits sort of thing. Like, I fucking made know. that band. I, he wasn't saying it like that, but there's oh, people always have those stories. So like, yeah, I was like, I told them they should write a few more, and then they wrote you know, all the hits. <laughs> That's like every band's story. Is it's like. It's like, yeah, it was the last song added to the album. And it was, yeah, you know, Black Sabbath Paranoid is the one they had. They didn't have enough music. They wrote it in two seconds and still their biggest song, you know. So do you guys see yourself maybe? I don't know, man. Okay, you're not new metal. You're not going to be new metal. I'm not going to give you like a weird time about that. But do you see yourselves folding more of that influence in? Well, I mean, you beat the rap. You can say it to me. It's like new metal has such a very like not a vague at all, like really uh, noticeable sonic touchstones and like stuff that in there you know that's just like like that and uh that are specific so if we did it you would really fucking hear it if you're playing in drop c sharp but we're not no we're not playing drop though we're doing just c sharp oh standard. you're just doing a half step down you know drop riffs are really different you know because you they they yeah. very much change how you play and you can be really fast and we don't do anything like that Shit. thought we were talking drop yeah. c sharp no instead and I, it, it was, so pretty much every new metal band wasn't in a drop tuning right no because corn played a standard Oh, it's A standard. Yeah, they did A standard. But you know, on seven string guitars, so it's like yeah, that was new. That was very new. Uh, knock loose, not new metal, but they do play the seven string guitars. Drop A. Wait, can anyone help? Can anyone else here help me with that? I thought Knock Loose were new metal. They're, not, they're like they're like a metalcore band. Oh man, this is this is amazing. There's just whatever. We don't need to split hairs with these genres. No, 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 no. I do love genre. That everyone's like fuck genre. I'm like no, nah, man. You, you gotta need gotta be able to find it in the record store. Well, at least you did. Yeah, not, well, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think genre is fun, though, when you let it expand like that, like genres, genre is not fun when you're trying to kick bands out. But I think genre is fun when you're trying to bring bands in. Like yeah. Or they're just stuff right now. You know, try stuff. They're just. But yeah, I think it just new metal is just such strong sonic touchdowns. And and like like other areas of people were like, oh, well, you know, Nirvana actually wasn't a grunge band because grunge is this. And you you know, there's all these those little hilarious things are like the same genre name in different eras like indie meant something totally different in different decades you know but you totally guys you guys absolutely are in conversation with the genre does that make sense yeah yes but we're also you know we're in conversation of like rock music heavy music as a whole plus other a lot of other genres that are not in the rock space space you know it's almost like you know we're referencing stuff like i do not want to compare myself to such a great <laughs> but like, like martin scorsese he's like ah oh, has this shot is kind of like this the great train robbery or he's doing a i'm kind of riffing on this thing from whatever but he's moving into his own style blah blah, blah. uh that's way too highfalutin of a, of a comparison but you know just like the, the history of, of of heavy music we can salute other stuff 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 we're influenced by so yes i'm not opposed to it but uh i'm trying to think of like a specific you know stuff that i would consider like that is what a new metal sound is you know those type of drum beats that halftime the those type of riffs especially like a lot of the drop riffs they move all around the neck you know that's a very odd we don't write stuff like that would you say you're influenced by orgy at all no Fuck. i mean obviously you know the genre as a whole and they have a lot of those touchstones we did a uh, cover blue monday like orgy did and that was a huge thing it's like dude orgy already did it and it was a fucking radio hit <laughs> But it was, like, this was this was twenty this was twenty seventeen. People didn't know that yet. People people no no no. Everyone knew the orgy, orgy covers. He was huge. No, people knew it, but they didn't know it. Oh come on, never knew it. I saw Orgy in two thousand one, and they played that song Stitches, and then walked off stage at a radio like, concert. Like that was the only song anybody knew. Oh, it's like one of those things where they make you play a radio show. That's kind of an all killer no filler set, though. I'm gonna be a little honest with you. That's pretty tight, actually. It was it was dope. I mean, I loved it. Like Avicii at the height of his fame, he only had one hit in America. So he would play, you know, da, 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 da. he played four times during the set. He'd open with it, <laughs> play it in the middle, and play it at the end. So you guys do get called upon to do a lot of soundtracks. I guess that you kind of had that sort of, um, somebody help me out here. Who did Drive? Uh, so Drive was uh, Cliff Martinez, and then they licensed a lot of great music from Kavinsky uh, and Stefan Antali to better chromatics. And originally, Johnny Jewell was supposed to score it, but they ended up going with the sort of Hollywood veteran with the licensing a ton of music that he worked on stuff that sounds similar to it. And that's right. basically like the birth of synthwave too. A lot, of, a lot of kids saw that movie. The comparison, I guess, as I'm what I'm making here is is like you guys just happened to be working in a genre that was about to become very fashionable. Is that accurate? We don't really have much to do with synthwave other than our stuff that we don't perturbator, you know? No, no, no. But I mean, I mean that in the context of your illustrious line of uh, soundtracks that you've been going to do. 
Oh, I guess so. I don't know. We, we've just been, we've been lucky. I mean, we got the biggest thing we got to do a video game. I mean, we'd love the soundtrack a lot more, but you know, the big commitment, it's harder to do the band stuff and you have to get the, the option. Like we've never really done a movie. Uh, we've almost, it's almost all video games or kind of ads or stuff related to that. Why do you think your music resonates with video games? Just works. I love video games. So, I mean, also we just got lucky. I don't know why the fuck they asked us. I wouldn't have asked ourselves to score Max Payne 3. That really came out of fucking nowhere. So is that what you said to Rockstar? No, I was like, you know, I was playing um, a lot of Rockstar games at the time. I had like not played video games for like 10 years. And I bought a PS3. And like right after I got it, I was like playing these games. And then we got this like, hey, Rockstar wants to buy his dinner. And in my head, I was like, oh, what if they ask us to score a game? Oh, that would never happen. And they're like, hey, well, think about you guys scoring a game. I was like, what the fuck? You know, so it's like, did I make this shit up? Like, how does this happen? But it did. Good times, right? Yeah, yeah. Great times. Great times. You guys have any uh, soundtracking coming up? We've done all this weird under the radar stuff. And we've done, I mean, the coolest thing was like, you know, we got a song in Cyberpunk, the video game, we used an edge runners, and that was like an exclusive song. Oh, but I didn't know that. I didn't know you were in edge runners. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that's a great show. Really awesome show. And uh, so we're on the thing. I'm going to have a meeting with a guy tomorrow. So we'll see. But everything we're concentrating on, though, is our new album. We had to finish our new album like right now to come out 2023. Yeah. I mean, you guys have been. Um just absolutely crushing the collaborations recently is that something you're going to continue on or we're going to do after this album comes out with no collabs we're going to do it again or some form of it maybe we'll change up the idea because everyone really likes it for like the disco five you know so this is just sort of entered part of our cycle what we can do everyone has a lot of fun doing it we used to always do remix albums of our albums and like it's really hard to get people to listen to remixes these days they're not super excited but people love the collab thing they really do and it's just kind of fun they're like what if you and so-and-so did a song, you know, what would that be like? And then you're like, all right, well, let's see what uh, the neighborhood are up to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's just, let's just text backwash. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the thing too. It's I send emails, you know, like there's a lot of people I hit up who didn't get back or changed their mind or weren't, weren't interested. There's tons of people I still want to work with. Uh, it's fun. It's, it's kind of a fun game. You can kind of, you can't control it so much because you're working with them and they're like, they're their own artists, their own identity. And we want to reflect both. So I can't like be like, ah, oh, that wasn't that great. Can you do more? Do more like this. It's like, what did they ever give me? It's like, well, that's what we're going with. Let's make this I, work. I actually love Backwash because Backwash is a part of this new, never seen before class of artists that I can only refer to as aspirationally new metal, where they want, <laughs> where they, they actively want to be new metal, but don't make new metal music. And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, I got to bring you in. I've got to figure out how to make this a part of this. When they dropped their recent album, I DM them and I was like, what's the most new metal thing on here to post? And they're like, they're like, they're like, oh, you can post this song. And of course I did. But it's like, it's like, I've got to fucking make this broader and get them in. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, for the for the new generation, it's like classic rock because it's like that X amount of time away, you know. And, but it's uh, not. But it's not because the sound is still so urgent. It's not like when you yeah. put on Boston or even like Alice in Chains, like that, that's music where the narrative and its place in history is like <clears throat> set in stone. This is, this is what it did. This is what it was for. What's the best new metal band in the rock and roll hall of fame? Uh, oh, no one, no one's in the hall of fame. Exactly. Yeah. But they there's got already, there's already artists. Well, you said Boston. What do you, oh, is Boston new metal now? <laughs> Boston new metal now? <laughs> Pran nodded off for a second there. Oh, we're talking about Boston. Oh man, love more of that feeling. But yeah, but that's one of the but, greatest debuts of all time, Bait Boston for sure. Meh, it's all right. But that's what I'm saying though, is that that respectability critical reevaluation just jumped over the whole new metal scene. Yeah, I feel like now is is sort of the time because Sick New World has happened, and I have never had more like motherfuckers in Echo Park, like every hipster fuck I know coming on the woodwork, being like, "I gotta go this fast. I think I'm gonna go. I'm super excited. Oh, so cool you're playing this. I'm like, man, you don't like System of a Down? Like, what are you <laughs> talking like about, dude? I know but it was such funny. it was such a moment because I've been cautioning people for months, if not like a years, that when the flood of corporate money into new metal, the new metal renaissance happened, it's going to happen. And then it happened. And I was like, and I was like, I was like, I, I told you, I told you. Well, here, here's an interesting thing, though. And, you know, what's funny, it's everyone's like, oh, it's, this new metal fest is so crazy. And I'm like, it is a really amazing book. Fact, like the, the, it's such an eclectic killer lineup, and this, this super exciting fest. But the funny thing is, like, you know, in terms of like heavy music, there haven't been anyone made huge mainstream acts. There haven't been that many new stars. So, like, we played a rock festival in Sacramento, and I looked at the lineup, and 
save for a few names that got big in the 2000s and a few newer people and people lower on the card, all the headliners and stuff were all bands that would have headlined, you know, in the air, new metal era. Like, like the latest year could have been with like 2003. Yeah. And it's been like 20 years later, you know? So that's also the funny thing too. It's like a lot of rock festival lineups aren't that different. Obviously they don't have all this cool shit. They don't have fucking death grips on this cool shit, but like every rock festival is kind of a new metal festival, majority new metal festival, you know? You're totally not wrong, except when it comes to the rock festivals that actually play in the L.A. area, which are not new metal at all. Oh, no, no, no. So those, you know, that's a very different, different world, whatever you want to call it. Hipster Fox or Desert, whatever, or totally, totally different scene. Rock festival, you know, metal I festival. Just, I just want to communicate to like Chevelle and Seven Dust that they could pack the Viper Room. Like I'm telling you guys. Chevelle is on. big, dude. Chevelle has played all the um, big festival draws. But they tour like the same section of the Midwest. That's it. They never come. Well, that's, that's probably what's the biggest, the biggest. But the, what they can do is they are they probably play get big fees for a festival plays here. Because I saw Chevelle at that same festival, Sacramento Festival. Can't believe I missed that. So, but what I do appreciate about the Sick New World Festival lineup is they do strike an okay balance between bands that were huge in 2001 and bands that have the possibility of making their best ever album, you know, next year or the year after that. Yeah. Also, I think for classic bands, it's kind of like this great renaissance because everyone has the data now and uh, things have changed so much. So uh, a classic band from like 20 years ago, they don't like look at something and be like, oh, we gotta do something new. They'll just be like, clearly everyone likes these 10 songs. You know, it's like, let's try yeah. and do some of those. And and that's the thing. So like the, the Judas Priest album from 2018, fucking amazing. It's like some of the best shit they've ever done. Love it. And then it's like the new Scorpions album. I'm like, this is fucking great. <laughs> You know, it sounds like Scorpions. So it is a weird time. It's like, and also, if we're going back to the new question, a lot of these bands are not, like, they're not, they're very active. And it's very young people going to these shows. So they're, like, very current. You know, a lot of these bands, like, Korn is, is a very current band. They've been putting out albums this whole time. And the fan base has been there. And there's tons of young people there. And, you know, I saw, I because my friend's youth club were opening, they went to the My Chemical Romance reunion shows, which is insane. 100,000 people. It's like five nights at the Forum. That is so big. It's like head explodes. That's like Metallica big. You know, it's like, it's so fucking crazy. But whole crowd is young. All young kids. What My Chemical Romance did that is just so underrated amongst bands that have like legacy, that are legacy acts like that is My Chemical Romance cultivated their legacy. Whereas other bands either fuck it up by falling off and selling out or just let it wither and die. Like, I think that's what separates. This is, I mean, it's a bit of a tangent. But I think that's what's what separates My Chemical Romance from like Fallout Boy or Panic at the Disco. Like those bands just kept going and making shittier and shittier music. My Chemical well, Romance just disappeared. Like, uh, you know, this, the, Sonic Youth said this, that like if Sonic Youth had broken up and then got back together, they would have been like 10 times bigger. And yeah. that is just very common the case. I don't know if the like, familiarity breeds contempt or whatever, but like if bands break up and come back, it is so much bigger. Especially if you've already been huge, you have huge albums, you know, uh, classic or, or incredibly massive chart topic records you could break up for 10 years and come back and be so much bigger and right. something that like, makes the heart grow fonder yeah definitely but i digress i guess i want to ask you something and i know that the you're very limited you probably aren't going to be able to say like oh total piece of shit and it's not for the record but what did you think of requiem by corn the album yeah oh well we were going through we were listening to it because we we're like what song do we want to remix and worst worst on its way is like by far like the best track, you know, I was like, we have to do this one. And we had to like, kind of like go out of our way and sort of beg to get that one. I think it's um, a solid release. I think it's good. But um, what's that called? You know, so many things like the more the time goes by, I, I appreciate stuff so much more. It's like also like what I really love with the new metal era is that it was like era of big budgets. All those records sound so good. To a point. To a point, I actually I struggle with the post hybrid theory stuff because they that's when they start really mixing for FM radio because uh -huh. be before hybrid, the, the reason the pre hybrid theory albums sound good is because they didn't care so much about radio play. It was more MTV and touring. And then after hybrid theory, new metal bands were like, oh, shit, we can get on the radio. Oh, I mean, I, I remember just MTV and radio just synonymous. If it was big on MTV, then it was just on the radio. I don't know if that's the case. I see the problem is, though, is that I am. I'm in the winter of my years, but somewhat younger than the three of you. Mm. So I've always just by reading the charts and the trades, it's always seemed to me that bands like Corn or Coal Chamber were MTV phenomena, not mm -hmm. radio smashes. Their songs didn't chart particularly well on the Hot 100 and whatnot. Yeah, I wonder. Oh, it's just so, so different now. I mean, now the radio, it's, it's all TikTok hits. 
And the criteria of that is is so bizarre. So it's just yeah. like random shit is on the radio. But I think at the time, the the idea was you get broke on like TRL. Yeah, I mean, if videos would told, I mean, I just remember that too. It's like when No Doubt was huge and they were already huge. Everyone loved them. But not until Don't Speak was released as a single and then had the video on MTV. The next day it was every girl in school's favorite song and they're just singing it. But like they already have the album. They already bought the CD. But it was like the video made it just this like fucking, it was just such a different time. Do you guys have, do you guys do elaborate videos? We used to do a lot more work in them. It's just like they really don't, it's in what they used to be. And in the 2000s, there's this whole game of like, you got to make, what if you made a video and it went viral? Or what if you made a video and it really resonated and it could get the band bigger? It's not very super important now as much as it used to be. I mean, I think it could, if you have like a really crazy amount of star power, it could probably, it could help. And we're going to go farther with this next record. Like, you know, we've been the pandemic and we're just doing these little animated videos. We're definitely going to have some more like performance videos. But we have some really high concept ones that we put a ton of work in. Just you put a t- lot of work in. They're really expensive. A lot of them I've directed or we work closely with the director. And it's like the amount of time you put into that thing, you could be doing so much more of this stuff. And people, you know, even now you go on YouTube and be like, some big artist will put out a new song. They don't bother making video. They just put a visualizer, which is like a loop of them like, Lyric video. Up, like walking to the door. Yeah. Or like yeah. a video of them driving their car or whatever. Because it's like people are just putting it on to listen to. And right. A lot and of kids are putting on, on YouTube, uh, put a YouTube on the phone. They're not looking at it. They put it over here. So like having a super expensive high concept video with this cool reveal and all this shit. It's awesome. But unless you're like a really, really beautiful person or something and you really got to put your face forward, like, eh, I mean, you could also do, you could do that in 15 seconds too with your TikTok, you know, or whatever you could do it just like filming. Cause like, Hey, look at me. I'm hot. The music video is, is just saying what it used to be. Okay. Well, I've been babbling. Uh, do my co-hosts have anything they want to add? I had a question. Uh, you've done video game scores and you mentioned you're an avid gamer. Well, Avid, I'm not sure how avid you are because you're busy with the music and everything. My question is, have you had any video game scores or soundtracks fall through that you really wish wouldn't have? Not, no, not really. Uh, it's just, you know, we don't get like, the, we don't have like an agent for it or something. So it's not like we're just getting all these like tons of requests. So, like anything okay. comes in, we're definitely going to say, say yes to, you know, there, you know, the, mostly it's been like one song here, one song there sort of thing. We would really love to do another full game. Now that's a massive commitment. It's like takes up a year, you know, a year year and a year and a half shit tons of work but it would be really great to do another like real deal game again so you're open to the idea super i mean i'm open to anything i'll say yes to whatever except if you're new metal <laughs> i just don't think it's appropriate i just this is genre wise it's just it's no it doesn't, actually, doesn't hold up do i think it's appropriate that we're playing sticking world absolutely you know do we have the cross line is there a, is there are there lines connected sure but like just to say that's come on this that's neither here nor there you beat the rap i don't know what it's like you know yeah yeah this is this, this, I, I can't be the CEO of new metal if I can't occasionally take the L Wolf. I know you wanted to. I feel like you had something you wanted to ask about Johnny in 2009 in an interview with loud and quiet. Jake said by the fifth or sixth record we will just suck. No one will hear it. It'll be like that last clash record. I'll be a total alcoholic and no one will be doing anything. So our manager will write it and it's going to suck. He'll be rapping over it and shit. So a, do you know where your manager is and B is everything. Okay. Uh, you know, it's actually great. It's Jake is Jake's sober now. And, uh, so he's not an alcoholic and, uh, our manager can't rap. So, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we didn't, we didn't know we'd be at a, at a fifth album stage and, and here we are. So this actually feels like a very, uh, very, fr- it's actually feels it's the best time we've had being in the band is, is now, you know, which is funny. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. You've kind of like grown into your timing, like the timing for you guys to be, in a prominent position has only gotten stronger. Yeah. All these just weird things, you know, the times have changed uh, all this weird stuff or like the way we've changed our sound, sort of this uh, convergence of events. It's, it's like the best time to be a fan of the band too. We have this amazing fan community. It just, 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 just really alive right now in a, in a really different way than we did before. And it's, it's great. I thought I was going to get you on the allegations when you DM'd me the sick new world poster. Oh yeah. Well, I was, I was like, like, I was like, I was like, I figured like, you do this because like you you kind of pioneered this this mindset, you know, this sort of what you know, new metal is a state of mind. Let's put that, you know, like what what is the well, you know, what was insane? What was actually like my eyeballs fell out of my skull was when was seeing Death Grips on here. Yeah, Death Death Grips were a band. I would post their songs and people would get so fucking mad. This well, is not new metal. You can't post this. I mean, then, it's not, it's not, but I think, you know, the funny thing. No, it's not, like, it's not, it's not. Like, well, uh, I like I, I've seen Death Trips many times, but like, I was at a show, I'm like, there's a lot of Juggalos here, you know? <laughs> like, 
like there's there's these these things you know you hit these other 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 fan bases you know but that's what i'm saying is it's like i i if if i may be so bold is is like i i created that circle where body count placebo hundred gex and death grips could all share that billing yeah and and to me and and where you're right and it does make sense is like there needs to be a connection to to new metal or you need to call it new metal because that is is and was the rock mainstream and it was the last time a heavy music was like culturally you know in the spotlight so it is like for for the new generation and for like there's just tons of people who are still current fans who are old and young that those those connections in their mind need to be made where they can be like into death grips or into whatever you know to me the the, the entire essence of new metal and the, the actual new metal agenda is I want to build a platform for the future of accessible heavy music. Yeah, That's totally. It. And if you ask like hundred guys, like you want me to do metal, they be like, fuck yeah. You know, <laughs> can we do that? Can you put us in touch? Can yeah, we? I, I, I'll, I'll hit up Dylan. They love that shit. Uh, but that's the thing too. It's like, you know, Dylan, they're, they're zoomers and they got like a totally different mindset and they're like, St. Anger snare is tight. Yes. <laughs> like, like, Let's go. That shit. Like there's like, there's sampling that shit. They love that snare. Hunter you know, Gex saying it. Do you know how fucking crazy a Hunter Gex saying anger remix would go? Like I, they would, they would do miracles. I mean, that's just cool track. too. And I think it shows the Lincoln Park guys pretty hip. It's like they did that Lincoln Park remix, you know? And it's so good. Yeah. I, I never, you know what? We're like in the back half of the interview. So I'm going to just say this quietly. So I kind of think that the Hunter Gex remix of One Step Closer might be better than the original One Step Closer. I could see it. I would take the argument. I really like that remix. I mean, you don't have to do that with re- hey, remixes, but yeah, it's your remixes are like a supplement. That was a funny thing too. Uh, you know, we did the corner remix and like reading the comments, like there's a sizable amount of the population who like are not familiar with what a remix is at all. Still, the concept is just not. Oh my god, this is so different. Yeah, yeah. Why is it like this? It's like why did you ruin the song? It's like it's just separate. You don't have to listen to it. Don't worry, the uh, the original <laughs> yeah. still exists. You yeah, six. Just... We didn't fuck it up. It's not. It's not over. You can go back and hear it anytime. Like, oh, man, we're so excited with health. We got health on this remix. We've delisted the original track. We wiped it from existence. And now we're putting the health one in its place. How do you like yeah. that, folks? <laughs> well, man, I really, really appreciate you coming on to discuss and uh, and to to beat the new metal allegations. You know, Yeah, I man, guess... thank, thanks for having me. Uh, it's great. And I, I really enjoy what you guys are doing. Glad you could clear the air on that one. And uh, appreciate it so much. The future of health and the future of heavy music is incredibly bright. I'm super excited for what's coming next. We'll see you at the festival. Sweet, man. Yeah, say hi. Also, I'm in LA too, so. We'll be around. Yeah. Okay. So this yeah, is Kirk's actually at your doorstep now. Kirk's actually at your doorstep now. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I feel like I've, I've seen you around at like parties or something. Or were you like at the hardcore fest? I could have sworn I saw you somewhere. But... Just tab me on the damn shoulder, man. I don't. Okay. I'm always. I'm always looking to chat. So, yeah, I don't know. Were you at Were you at Dia de los Deftones? No, I was not at that. I was out of town. Uh, that was in San Diego, though. I'm actually from San Diego. Oh, damn. Anyway, um, yeah. Hit me the fuck up. Let's go do karaoke. I'll see you guys. Hey. Well, great to meet you, dudes. Great, man. Thanks so much for Pleasure. making Thank it out. Thank you so much for your time, Johnny. This has been Holiday Kirk with the New Metal Agenda, just reminding you to listen to and bug everyone you know about the genre. Thanks so much. Have a great night. Hey.